and welcome to Euractiv's Agri-Food Podcast. I'm Natasha Foote. And I am Gerardo Fortuna. And here's your weekly update on all things agriculture and food in the EU from Euractiv's Agri-Food News team. So this week we speak about meatish name for plant-based foodstuff like vegan burger or vegan sausages. As the policy debate on this issue has heated up again in Europe after the French Parliament has passed a law on more transparent food labels that will also prohibit the use of names commonly associated with the foodstuffs of animal origin uh, for marketing products containing plant-based proteins. And another decree is expected to set the proportion of vegetable proteins beyond which a manufacturer can make use of a meat-related name without incurring penalties. But there are at least three interesting points to highlight in this story. So the first one is that this kind of national legislation always cause a bit of concern. There is a similar one in in France and Spain at the moment. And they cause this concern because trade rules for most of the products marketed in Europe fall within the EU competence uh, under the so-called common market organization. So this affects the integrity of the single market somehow. Imagine a product that can be marketed in every member state but France or Spain, where its name is forbidden and the manufacturers have to opt for another name uh, if they want to to place that product on that market. We contacted the commission and, and they confirmed that the French government has already notified Brussels these amendments in their food labeling legislation. And, and the EU executive is now analyzing these amendments, but has no further comment at this stage. But a second point is that the issue concerns the type of information to give to consumers. Um, most of the EU consumers uh, do not appear particularly concerned about the naming of veggie burgers, as long as they are clearly labeled as vegetarian or vegan. This is what a recent survey from the European Consumer Organization showed. Only one in five respondents think that the use of meat-related names should never be allowed on on vegetarian or vegan products, whilst uh, 26.2% of them have no problem at all with using such terms. And a last point is about the potential of a name. What's, What's in a name that is expected to make a killing on the market in the coming years? There's a court ruling, and this court ruling has recently forbidden food giant Nestlé from selling its plant-based burger under the incredible burger name because of the strong visual and phonetic resemblance to the EU trademark of the US company Impossible Food. And a Nestlé spokesperson told us that they will uh, abide by this decision, but filing an appeal in parallel, as it is their belief that anyone should be able to use uh, descriptive terms such as uh, incredible uh, that explain the qualities of a product. So this issue on vague names is quite tempting, let's say that, uh, for anyone, uh, legislators, industry, NGOs, and it's definitely something to keep an eye on in the near future. In other news, The European Parliament and the Council have been irritated by the Commission's firm opposition to having an interim two-year period before the next EU farming subsidies program starts. For 
those who don't know how the EU works, uh, the Commission is entitled with the right of initiative, while the European Parliament and the Council formally adopt the law. So that's why we often refer to them as co-legislators. And they negotiate in order to reach an agreement on a common text. And they do these talks in meetings called trilogues, uh, which the Commission also attends, but just to provide technical support. However, the Commission might exercise a strong influence on co-legislators, like it's happening right now uh, in the transitional regulation on the Common Agricultural Policy, which is about to set up a temporary scheme that will allow EU farming subsidies to flow for two years, even if there's no agreement on the post-2020 Common Agricultural Policy reform. The two co-legislators agreed to have a two-year period, but the Commission still insists on a one-year transition. And this uh, firm stance is sounding like boycotting both Council and Parliament. For instance, a source told us that the Commission experts had refused to provide Parliament's rapporteur and EU ministers with technical support to assess what the two-year period would entail in practice. And the last trilogue on this topic is planned for the 30th of June. So um, let's see if the Commission will uh, reconsider. And this week we also sat with uh, the Environment Commissioner uh, Virginius Sinkevichus and we asked if the aspects of the takeaway economy could increase the reliance on, on single-use plastic. Uh, last year, the EU passed some measures that include bans on single-use plastic plates, food containers, uh, beverage cups, uh, straws, uh, cotton bud sticks. And Sinkevichus said that even if the demand for certain takeaway food may have grown, I think it is most probably a temporary phenomenon limited to the duration of the confinement. Another interesting thing he said is that the Europe will always need packaging and there will probably always be a place for plastic packaging because packaging protects products, increases the shelf life of food and you can use it to, to, to convey important information to consumers. However, Sinkevichus distinguished between recognizing that important role and unnecessary packaging that is simply a waste of resources. So have a look at this interview on our website. In a meeting last week, the UK Secretary of State for the Environment, Food and Rural Affairs, George Eustace, offered his support for gene editing after Brexit, saying that the UK government disagrees with the EU stance on the matter. Addressing MPs via video call, Eustace said that gene editing is an area that we ought to be considering if we want to reduce our reliance on pesticides, highlighting that improved genetic resistance will be important for pest and disease challenges. The remarks came in response to a letter sent by the all-party parliamentary group on science and technology in agriculture, who sent the letter to Eustace earlier this month, urging the government to introduce an amendment to the new agricultural bill in order to boost genetic innovation after Brexit. However, the technology remains a contentious issue, and support for the adoption of gene editing in the new agricultural bill is by no means unanimous, with stakeholders calling the amendment a retrograde step and warning that it represents a further complication if we are to salvage any trading relationship with the EU after Brexit. 
The European Commission does not have a complete overview of the origin of used cooking oils for the production of biodiesel consumed in the EU, but appears set to tighten the rules, according to sources close to the matter. Used cooking oils are double-counted under the EU's Renewable Energy Directive because they can help decarbonise Europe's transport sector. But the current directive does not distinguish between domestically collected oils and those which are imported from third countries. Critics therefore suggest that some of it may contain palm oil, which the EU decided to phase out in order to slow deforestation in tropical countries. The European Parliament has approved the setting up of an inquiry committee on live transport of animals after audits revealed major problems with the welfare of animals during transport. The inquiry committee is an investigative instrument that the Parliament can decide to establish in order to address pressing societal issues. The committee will address the major barriers currently impeding the enforcement of the transport regulation and will also be tasked with examining the responsibilities of the EU Commission and member states in enforcing and implementing the rules. The decision comes on the back of more than 200 investigations into animal welfare during transport since 2007, as well as increasing attention to animal welfare at the EU level, with animal welfare being a key component of the EU Commission's flagship food policy, the Farm to Fork Strategy. And the quote of the week this week comes from Trikinio Sinkevicius again. Uh, who said something a bit controversial during a meeting with MEPs in the European Parliament's Agriculture Committee. Uh, let's hear what he said. Food security is not a major concern for the EU. Other challenges dominate our food system, such as food waste, overconsumption, obesity, and its overall environmental footprint. Uh, the COVID-19 pandemic has shown that the resilience of the EU's food supply chain Chain. There have been no shortages, expect, except for a few products such as asparagus or wine. Now for the agri-food news from the capitals this week, starting with the UK, where they have this week announced a bounce-back plan of trade measures for the agriculture, food and drink industry, designed to allow businesses in the industry struggling in the aftermath of the coronavirus outbreak to grow their trade activity overseas. In Germany, with more than 1,500 employees testing positive for COVID-19, the recent outbreak at the meat plant in North Germany has prompted further calls for reforms in the industry, which was already receiving intense criticism for widespread outbreaks in May. The Labour minister, Hubertus Heel, said that it is time to clean up the sector. In France, senators gave the green light this week to an upgrade for farmers' pensions, as voted by the National Assembly, and this paves the way for its final adoption in the chamber on Monday next week. The bill will increase the value of farmers' pensions from 75% to 85% of the minimum wage by 2022. And we move to Croatia, where the Minister of Agriculture has announced that the country has been classified as free from swine fever, from the World Organization for Animal Health, uh, with the last case of the disease in domestic pigs confirmed back in March 2008. In Poland, a report from the Personnel Service uh, Employment Agency 
said that the number of farmers is falling from year to year, but the coronavirus epidemic has highlighted the importance of the agri-food industry, and in the last few months, interest in Polish agri-products has increased, so organic, healthy, and natural products go beyond pandemic trends, and this in turn generates demand for modern agriculture and well-educated specialists, claims the report. And lastly, in Italy, a milestone agreement on next-gen biotech was signed between a farmers' organization called Diretti and the Italian Society of Agricultural Genetics. And this agreement will focus on the application of the latest generation biotech to typical Italian varieties, representing a turning point in the troubled relationship between the farming world and biotechnology research in Italy, marked by the heated debate on GMOs. On our radar, upcoming events include, on the 29th of June, EU Agriculture and Fisheries Ministers will hold a video conference to discuss the recent Commission communication on sustainable fishing and the state of play of some legislative proposals in the policy areas of agriculture and fisheries. On the 30th of June, there is a Euractive virtual conference to discuss the role that agriculture has to play in ensuring sustainable food systems that are resilient to potential future shocks. And the first virtual European Organic Congress will be held on the 1st of July, ongoing until the 3rd of July, where policymakers and expert speakers will speak about the latest policy developments on organic, providing a platform for exchange and to discuss their vision for post-pandemic Europe. The topics they will cover include the EU organic regulation, the organic action plan and the reform of the common agricultural policy. This week, the AgriFood podcast is produced by Euractiv's AgriFood team, Gerardo Fortuna and Natasha Food, with the technical support of Evi Chiori. Uh, be sure to subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss the latest agricultural news from the EU. I'm Gerardo Fortuna. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Mm-hmm.